1: Welcome to this week's quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. A big area of our lives that Jill and I are both trying to improve on is reducing our carbon footprint and living more sustainably. And since yep. this is extra top of mind with Earth Day this week, we're sharing 12 totally doable ways that we can all be more sustainable around our homes. Since, let's be honest, we literally haven't left them in over a year.
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs>
1: True. I live here now. Literally forever. This is is
0: the only place we go, so we might as well make it hella green. And honestly, when it comes to sustainability, you don't have to do these huge major life changes to make an impact. It can seem like a really intimidating space to start out in since there's definitely some very like extreme zero waste role models that can make sustainability just feel totally unobtainable and impossible for average people. But what we've learned is that the smallest actions can make a huge difference. And implementing these really easy swaps in your daily life will go a long way to making our planet a happier, greener place. And honestly, in some cases, you'll save a bunch of money, so it is a win-win. There's no reason not to. Down for that. Oh, yeah. So today, we're going to talk about some simple things you can do around your kitchen, living room, bathroom, closet, and outdoor space to live a very sustainable life.
1: And I love what you said about how the smallest actions can make a huge impact, because... I think we all think that it's very daunting and, you know, mm-hmm. you recycling more is not really going to make a difference. But I just watched that new David Attenborough documentary on Apple TV called The Year the Earth Changed. And it's all about how the environment changed after a year in lockdown. And wow. Oh, my God. It was crazy to see how much a difference a year can make. Like one example that they had was that air pollution cleared up so much in this one place in India that the snowy peaks of the Himalayans became visible for the first time in three decades. Wow. And like. The people there were so emotional because they had never seen these mountains and then all of a sudden like the clouds are gone and they've got this beautiful landscape just like out their windows. Wow. And then there were these cheetahs in South Africa that anytime like the mom and and dad go to kill prey for their cubs to eat, they make this like high-pitched screeching noise to get their cubs to come out of hiding and come eat but with all the like the tourists and safari drives rushing to see them after they've killed this animal they can't hear the babies can't hear the mom's cries over the cars and the tourists so some of them starve it was like <gasps> one in 3 cheetahs don't survive cheetah cubs yeah because of the fucking tourists so now the cheetah babies can like hear their mom and like come running and eat and they're they're like repopulating which is i'm like getting emotional about it it was just so nice to see these little things make a huge difference. So please don't think that you, one small person, can't make change because look at look at what the world just did.
0: It's pretty incredible. This year has obviously been incredibly difficult for humans, mm-hmm. but it just shows when we are not going at 100% in our normal state how much the world can heal.
1: Yeah, and ourselves, to be honest. Whew. So anyways, hopefully one of these 12 tips is actionable for you and we can all, you know make this earth a little bit more green
0: absolutely okay so let's start in my favorite place in the house this is a kitchen yes well the bedroom the bedroom also one top (laughs) top two favorite parts of the house so the kitchen this would not be a true sustainability episode without some hard-hitting facts about eating plant-based and about our meat consumption. So Mm -hmm. global meat consumption has grown by a staggering 20% over the past 10 years. And the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization estimates that the meat industry generates nearly one-fifth of the man-made greenhouse gas emissions that are accelerating climate change worldwide. Beef... is like one of the biggest producers of greenhouse emissions it is absolutely fucked so reducing the amount of meat that we eat in a week like we're not telling you to go cold turkey or to become a totally vegan or vegetarian if you do that's awesome you go girl but (laughs) just small changes can make a huge difference for example according to earthday.org if we ate one less burger a week it would be the equivalent of taking your car off of the road for 320 miles one burger Wow, one.
1: I mean, you probably shouldn't eat a burger a week, anyways. But yeah,
0: I'm not going to. And I mean, it sounds if you had one less burger, <laughs> Priest Burger, which is like a triple burger, that would be like there you go, 320 times three, 960 miles. Kumon math. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Kumon. <laughs> Kumon queen. Skipping meat and cheese one day a week with your family would be the equivalent of taking your car off the road for five weeks. That <sighs> is, that's so crazy. Insane. And just by switching from using dairy milk to an alternative milk beverage, your level of greenhouse gases emitted would be two thirds lower or more, which is amazing. And honestly, even just from like a dietary perspective, there's, there's a lot out there showing how much switching to oat milk or different alternatives can, can really benefit you and the world. So I've been, I've been making my lattes with alternative milk and it's still great.
1: It's still delish. You just got to find the one you like.
0: Yeah, it actually does make a huge, huge, huge impact. So try doing a meatless Monday every week or just substituting a few items from some plant-based options like milk for oat milk, yogurt for coconut yogurt, and even just like examining which types of meat you're eating and if there's a more sustainable protein that you could swap in. So if you know for a fact that your family eats beef more than once a week, like could it be chicken or sustainably sourced fish? There's lots of things you can do without going really extreme.
1: And then when it comes to recycling garbage and green bins, I feel like this is always a really tough one for people. But listen to this stat. So the EPA, which is the United States Environmental Protection Agency, they estimate that 75% of the American waste stream is recyclable, but they only recycle about 30% of it. And I mean, we consume so many things on a daily basis, so it can be hard to know what you can and can't recycle. So a good place to start would be checking your local city government for a full list of what can and can't go in your garbage blue bin and green bins or compost. City of Toronto has an amazing app called the TO waste app. And it's amazing because if I'm ever questioning an item, I can just literally go in the app, search it, and it tells me where it can go. So check with your city because it is not one size fits all. It gets a little complicated, Mm -hmm. but here are some tips. So for recycling, this is universal. It's very important that you actually empty, clean, and dry your recyclables before you put them in the bin. I
0: did not know this.
1: I, yeah, I I I probably found that out like two
0: years ago and was like, basically, my entire lifetime I've been recycling wrong, and everything that I have now wasted was not recycled.
1: I know. It's sad. And I guess the whole reason is that if you leave items or food waste in the recyclable materials, it'll spoil other materials. So it just won't be able to be processed. So, Please wash, dry, and rinse your items. You don't have to, like, scrub it with soap, but, like, you know, get the, get all the yogurt out. Yeah. out of the container. Yeah. So for a quick list, again, please check your city government, but egg cartons, foam, plastic, and paper, all recyclable. Most styrofoam products, empty aerosol cans. If you can, try to keep the lid on those. Interesting. All cardboard boxes, a.k.a. your Amazon packages. <laughs> paper, metal tins, cans, glass, shampoo bottles, emptied and rinsed clear food containers and Ziploc bags which I didn't know yeah I didn't know that um yeah also good to reuse your Ziploc bags and rinse them out so that you can get more use out of it
0: one of my friends posted recently that like immigrant life is knowing when your family like washes out Ziploc bags and like containers and keeps using them and I'm like I feel that we've always done that but these days people use things once and then never again I'm such a weirdo. I will cut, like, my face wipes in, like, to quarters. Like, I will rip them into quarters because I'm like, I don't need this whole face wipe for my face. Like, no way. No, that's smart. Yeah, I do so many weird things like that or from, like, when I do video shoots for work and I end up, I take home, like, the whole coffee set that you get from like Starbucks or something that has like a cup filled with all the little Splenda packets and all of the wooden stir sticks and then I'll use those stir sticks at home to because it's wood so it's recyclable to stir my coffee but I'm like well this is a huge stick and this is a small coffee and so I like split it into a third and use that little thing like I'm such a weirdo with that and I don't know if that's cheapness or environmentalism but we'll go with both
1: I'm gonna go with crafty I remember you we did a virtual beer pong and you dropped off like stacks of Starbucks cups that you had
0: left over for me to use and I was like wow thank you along with the Benoit ball what you used as the- <laughs> that's another story I was not gonna bring that up but I love that you just did
1: okay If you don't know, Google it. One other thing that's important to know, if you're a big Nespresso lover, as am I, you can't recycle your Nespresso pods in your blue bin, unfortunately. But Nespresso has an amazing recycling program, and they'll give you prepaid postage bags, so they make it really, really easy for you. So don't be lazy. Get the bag. You can order them online and recycle it the right way.
0: Totally. Then in terms of things that have to go in the garbage... Right now, especially with COVID, there's the disposable face masks, disposable gloves. Those all have to go in the garbage. Paper coffee cups with plastic linings. This one, I think a lot of people didn't realize, including us till recently. Mm -hmm. But unless it's marked recyclable or compostable, it has to go in the garbage. So that's the cup itself. Most lids and sleeves can be recycled. Uh, black plastics, interestingly, it has to go in the garbage, tinfoil, plastic wrap, chip bags. And then this one blew my mind, wine corks. Like that <laughs> shit seems recyclable what? or compostable. Like it's a cork. I thought it could be, yeah, green bin. Nope, garbage. No. I've been doing that wrong my whole life. So now we know knowledge is power.
1: Some wineries will take your corks, like mm. if they have a recycle program, um, and then they'll like wash them and reuse them. So something to keep in mind too with the corks.
0: And then in terms of green bin and compost, this is also quite a new world for me um, because my condo building doesn't have composting. So I've never really engaged in it. In terms of what you can compost or put in the green bin, your plant babies that did not survive, rest (laughs) in peace to every plant I've ever loved and owned. (laughs) No. All Pretty much all food waste. This is one that you might have to check with your city, as some do have restrictions on animal droppings, meat products, dairy stuff. Um, but most, including Toronto, do accept regular food waste, uh, fruits, veggies, meats, everything. Just not the containers. It has to be the actual food product. Lots of cities do accept animal waste in a compostable bag. Uh, organic kitty litter, but not Non-organic kitty litters, fun fact. Diapers, which crazy, wild,
1: super gross, but okay. Yeah,
0: there you go. (laughs) Coffee grounds for sure. I always put coffee grounds just straight in the garbage, and I should be composting that shit. So, and then paper coffee filters as well. And if you are like me and you live in a condo that doesn't have composting, this is something that you can talk to your board or your property management about getting a green bin on site. If enough people in your building mm-hmm. come together and vote for that, it's you could actually make a change for hundreds of people in your building. Or if that's not feasible, you can check if your city offers composting pickups for those who don't have access. And some will come by and do mass pickups if you're doing like individual composting in your, in your unit. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm.
1: So the next one on our list is food storage, and we kinda touched on this, but when it comes to storing your food, try ditching your unrecyclable aluminum foil and saran wrap and either invest in some really good glass food containers or consider reusing other food containers or delivery food containers that you've gotten My Oma is a huge fan of sending me home with leftovers inside a Heavenly Hash ice cream container. (laughs) She like, that's her favorite ice cream. So I remember this one time she like came up the stairs and had two tubs packed for me. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a lot of ice cream there, Oma. She's like, no, no, no. This is your goulash. Like, enjoy, enjoy. It's very cute. Oh, my
0: God. Another easy way to do something small that makes a huge impact is to get a reusable coffee mug. So... I'm so guilty mm-hmm. of just always getting coffee cups when I go for coffee, but 500 billion disposable cups are produced every year. That's a fuck ton of cups. That's a lot, and most of them cups. can't be recycled, which is devastating because they're lined with plastic. So you can try yeah. a brand called Keep Cup, which is glass, or a Stojo, which is collapsible, and you can keep it with you in your bag, so it's super convenient. And then just ditch the plastic water bottles. Like it's it's 2021. Get yourself an actual water bottle. It's time. So our fourth tip is to cut down plastic and packaging waste, which we consume so much of by shopping at zero waste grocery stores. I'm obsessed with this idea right now and it's something I really need to implement for city dwellers. Lots of zero waste grocery stores are popping up all over the place. We'll link a bunch in the show notes and you can seriously cut down on your garbage by eliminating single use plastic packaging and bringing your own refillable containers for everything from shampoo and coffee to olive oil and pasta and produce. So yes, this does require some planning because you can't just like make a spontaneous grocery run if you didn't bring (laughs) containers and bags for your visit. But most of these places offer borrowing containers for a deposit and then you bring it back. So you can get glass jars Mm -hmm. just for $1.50 and then bring them back when you're done. And it does kind of become a nice part of your like your grown ass routine, your adulting routine. It helps also I find because you only buy the amount of things that you need so for a gal living on her own in the city it is so freaking nice I'm so sick of buying packages and containers of food that I cannot consume before it goes bad so it's really nice to be able to bring a container and fill up exactly what you need and no more than that very very Mm game-changing and my first step to doing this kind of shift was just switching from mass grocery stores to local markets um, and then You can just very easily, regularly get sustainable local food. But I do want to go that step further and commit to doing more zero-waste grocery shopping, at least for the big regular shops where you're getting all of your staples, like all of your grains, all of your spices, stuff like that. You can just do one of those a month at a sustainable store, and it it really does help. Because a lot of people buy all of the stuff and packaging bring it home and then put it in like nice jars and cute like systems that they have yeah. to make everything look unified and to save space so it's just like just eliminate that step and just take those containers and just do it all in one go and if you don't have any of those love that. shops in your city or your town farmers markets are like the OG version of that you know like even if you don't bring your own containers mm-hmm. most of them are sending you off with things in like paper and cardboard and recyclable options
1: and like just Bring your own bags too, where you can. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't if you don't have access to any of that, and you have to shop at a big grocery store, there's like reusable produce bags you can pack with you, and obviously reusable shopping bags. And I think you get a discount when you bring your own bags. Sometimes. Oh, I didn't know that. A Couple of cents off.
0: Yeah, get yourself a tote you love. Stay tuned for some teach me how to adult totes coming your way soon.
1: Our fifth tip is to swap paper towels for dish towels and cloth mm-hmm. napkins. So sure, paper towels might be easier to just grab, wipe, and toss in the green bin, but you can significantly reduce your waste if you just use a dish towel to clean up your daily spills, and if you swap cloth napkins for paper napkins, because how friggin' chic is a cloth napkin, guys? It's very fancy gel, (laughs) if you ask
0: me. Very. I love it. I did buy some very nice, fancy napkins, and then I put them out when I had my family over for dinner a long time ago. And... They were just dummied, just demolished by the children (laughs) like day one, and I'm like, okay, so being fancy is going to require a lot of laundry, but that's okay, that's okay.
1: And hot tip: if you don't want to throw the dirty cloths that you're using to clean your kitchen in your laundry bin because then they'll get all like gross and smelly on your clothes, what I do is I throw them in my washing machine when I'm done with them, so they just like linger and stink that thing up because it's going to get washed washed anyways in like the next two days. (laughs) So. Try doing that. And then you'll always have fresh towels with every load that you do, which is
0: a plus. Good call. Love that. Also check out Melissa Maker on YouTube or on her website because she has so many great cleaning tips and kitchen tips. Like... How to use baking soda to clean literally everything. She's literally made a, a career out of being a cleaning expert. So she sells makers clean reusable cloths and mop pads that are, you know, a big a big thing here in Canada. So check it out, and that's a nice way to kind of support a local business as well. Yeah. Okay. So the next stop in your house is the living room. So. One of the biggest things you can do to make a change is to upcycle and buy secondhand. Instead of buying brand new furniture every time you need something, try looking for stuff on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace. Not only are you bringing less waste into the world, but you'll also save some money and you'll have one-of-a-kind pieces, which is really nice in a world where everyone has the exact same freaking bookshelf. Like, get something with character. (laughs) Go get something different. I'm all about, like, upcycling and redoing and refreshing Mm -hmm. items, like, to a fault instead of like buying a new knife block the other day because it was like some old shitty wooden knife block I just spray painted it I spray paint everything it's an obsession so I will never throw anything out I will spray paint it and then if I still don't (laughs) like it I love it we'll go from there even like planters rather than spending a ton of money on, like, fancy planters and, like, throwing out the ones that plants come in. I just try to, like, upcycle them and make them a bit fancier and make them look like they're clay with, like, DIYs. So frames, picture frames, sometimes this is, this is, like, low-key kind of ratchet. But, like, I'll go to the garbage room in my building and people will always... When they move, they'll like throw out really nice picture frames. I'm looking at a huge stack of picture frames right now. Oh my God. That's why those are there. Yeah, I get them from my garbage room. And then like (laughs) usually they're pretty whatever crappy, but some of them are nice. And then I'll just like upcycle them and I can rotate art through them and just get picture frames I never would have gotten. That's such a
1: good idea. You always have little crafts going on in like the corners of your apartment (laughs) i love it
0: (laughs) that i never finish or put away (laughs) yes (laughs) it's all right it's all right but yeah it's just really nice and it's a way to get creative so frames baskets furniture mirrors just get crafty and diy things and love it shop vintage because even though right now in a lot of, of places especially in ontario we can't go into vintage stores and a lot of people are missing that lots of vintage stores have pivoted to sell everything on social media so Follow them, like hit the bell notification button for them, and you'll know as soon as they post an item, and then you can get something really cool. And if you need some DIY inspo, you can check out our favorite home decor DIY experts, Alexander Gator or the Sorry Girls on YouTube, and they will have so many awesome projects that you can try.
1: They are the best. Our seventh tip is to switch to LED light bulbs. So we've all probably heard this before, but I never really understood the numbers behind why it's important to make the switch. And yes, it may cost you a little bit more upfront, but they are gonna last you significantly longer. So we did some research and on average, they will last you 60,000 hours longer versus incandescent light bulbs, which will last only 1,500 hours. So that's a lot of hours, ladies and gentlemen. And they are also 75% more efficient than other light bulbs. And LEDs are made of non-toxic recyclable materials. I tried to look up if you can actually throw them in the recycling bin, and I don't think you can. I think you have to like go to a recycling, like a Home Depot that does a recycling program mm-hmm. for those types of items. So just keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, good call. OK, so moving on to the bathroom, uh, which is definitely a place where <laughs> lots of waste happens. Lord. OK. So <laughs> You're going (laughs) to want to start with DIY cleaning products. Creating your own cleaning products not only saves you lots of money, but it can really make an impact on your health. Because in most conventional cleaning products, volatile organic compounds, VOCs, are released when used, and those can lead to health problems. And using green cleaning products just means you're not polluting your body, your home, your air quality, or harboring unnecessary plastic products that you don't need to have.
1: It's so true. There's nothing worse than like cleaning your whole house, and it just smells like chemicals, Ugh. and you're just like... I feel like I did a good thing, but I also feel like I'm gonna pass out. (laughs) But Going Zero Waste, Catherine Kellogg has some amazing go-to DIY cleaning product recipes that I've tried. I've tried all three of these. She has an all natural bleach alternative, an all purpose cleaner that she uses some leftover orange peels to give it a nice smell, and a super easy tub scrub. They're so good. We're going to link them in the show notes. You probably have most of these ingredients in your home anyways. So another thing, when Gabe and I moved into a bigger apartment, we realized pretty quickly that using like five to six Swiffer wet pads to clean our house is not going to be mm-hmm. sustainable for the earth or our wallets. <laughs> so we donated all of that to a friend and bought a a U- a reusable spray mop that has these like machine washable pads and a reusable container that i can put my diy zero waste all-purpose spray inside of and it has been so
0: helpful i got hooked on them when i watched like one of alexandra gator's like clean with me videos and she has like one of those like heat steam mops and so you have a reusable cloth oh. bottom and it heats up just like a steamer would when you steam your clothes and sprays steamed water on your floors and it gets like such a deep clean and i i need to get it it's on my list
1: that sounds awesome. we got one for
0: my entire family like every member for christmas
1: love it and then our ninth tip is to invest in a safety razor Hmm. so i know that sounds kind of weird and you're just like okay well why do razors matter but a hot this is the hot tip that we got from katherine kellogg again because she did the math that one venus razor body is about $12 USD and then a set of refills is about $19 USD so assuming you're switching out your blades every three weeks as recommended by Venus you're going to be spending about a hundred dollars on shaving a year Mm. and since most of us start shaving our legs around 12 and stop when we're in our 60s that's about 50 years of shaving which is five grand Jesus and like yes that's over the course of your life but that's five grand you could put towards like
0: A trip. I don't know. An
1: epic vacation. Yes. (laughs) We're like dying to go away somewhere. (laughs) Uh. So the EPA estimates that two billion razors are thrown away each year because they're basically impossible to recycle. Mm -hmm. Whereas a safety razor, which if you don't know, it's basically it's like that um, stainless steel razor that just has one single blade. Mm. The whole thing is fully recyclable and that one single blade will give you literally the closest shave ever i just got one it is amazing i have no razor burn because i don't have that little nasty moisture strip that is just like like a pool of bacteria just breeding ground in there yeah it's pretty And like when you have
0: multiple blades like all this like shit just gets stuck between them and it's just like not it gets jammed in there yeah
1: yeah it's it's not (laughs) cute and the one I got is like rose gold and it's very chic and it's from Least Shave and there's like a shave oil. And a- Is it hard to use? It's not because it's weighted. You're not supposed to put pressure on it. If you do, you will like Edward hands the shit out of your legs. But like oh if you just pr- like gently press, totally fine. I shave my pits, shave my bits, everything
0: is okay. (laughs) Like nothing has been cut so far. I really Um, want to try one. I'm just genuinely scared. I'm like going to accidentally slice off my labia, but like I'm down to give it a go.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give it a go. I can give you mine because it comes with like, I can clean it and then give you a fresh blade and you can give it a try. It's a great company too. They give back to the environment and and the world. So check them out. Least Shave, not sponsored just love them.
0: Okay, so next stop on greenifying in your home is the closet. So tip number 10 is to shop sustainably and avoid fast fashion. And this is something, you know, we all know and we've all heard, but here are some some hard stats behind why it's important. No one's surprised to hear that fast fashion is hurting the planet. According to Business Insider, Mm -hmm. fashion production comprises 10% of total global carbon emissions, and it's expected to rise by 60% by 2030. That's And around 40% of these emissions are from the production of polyester, which is a plastic fiber found in 60% of clothes, and textile dyeing. That whole process is the second largest polluter of clean water globally. Oh, my God. And on top of that, it takes about 1,800 gallons of water to grow enough cotton to produce just one pair of jeans. 1,800 gallons of water for one pair of jeans. So that's about 50 full bathtubs of water. Side note, this really awesome girl that I used to work with, for some reason this blew my mind. She was telling me one time that when her jeans fade, like her black jeans fade, or whenever the color is off on something, and usually that would cue people to throw it out, if it's still structurally Mm -hmm. in good shape, she just goes into the backyard, gets a big tub of black dye or whatever dye is required, and just dyes her clothes back to the color that they should be, or to a new color if it's like no longer white just dyed a fun color then but she does not throw that's things out because idea. of color changes she just dyes them and i'm like that's so smart why why aren't we doing that? that why are we so lazy so yeah really because we suck i know i know <laughs> so how, other than dyeing our clothes like how do we make a difference Try investing in quality pieces that will last you a lifetime and where possible shop from brands that have a low environmental impact or that give back. So Tentree, Cotton, and Everlane are some of our favorite for high quality, environmentally friendly basics. They are great. They will last. Mm -hmm. They're not shit. And this was a huge adulting shift that I made as I got to my mid-20s as I stopped, you know, I don't want to shit on any brands, but I just stopped buying really cheap crappy like trendy things that were never gonna matter after six months from like forever 21 yeah you know because i had Mm -hmm. so many clothes and after a few wears i didn't even like most of them and they were just knee-jerk reactions rather than like quality staples and now i shop way less i shop a few times a year and i only buy a Mm -hmm. few nice pieces that i feel really good about and it's been a game changer
1: And it like allows you to find your style Mm. instead of just relying on like quick fast trends like invest in some pieces that you love that you can you know dress up dress down merchandise like there's a lot you can do and then tip 11 is to give away sell or donate old clothes so you could plan a clothing swap party with your girlfriends where everyone brings an item to trade or sell you can try selling items on poshmark carousel facebook marketplace or kijiji research local donation bins or value villages that are still open right now and accept, accepting items during COVID there's so much you can do you do not need to let your clothes end up in the landfill there's definitely somebody who could use a warm sweater right now or a t-shirt or something fresh and new
0: yeah and if something's in really like i have some pieces where i'm like okay the moth's got this or this is so stained like i can't like, i'm not going to give this away and no mm-hmm. one's going to want it you can also like wash it and then cut it up and use that as your as your scraps to clean surfaces yeah, like make rags idea. like your garbage clothes can now become cleaning rags like you don't need to just yes. toss shit okay so let's move on to the backyard slash balcony slash patio slash windowsill slash whatever you have in your home and this one's really fun plant a garden we all know this but plants naturally clean the air and the ground and bees also need all of the support that they can get right now Help the bees Mm -hmm. so planting flowers can really help save the bee population and provide a nice food source for them and you can also like grow and regrow a lot of food scraps into brand new fresh produce i freaking love doing this the best ones that work even for like indoor windowsills are lettuce celery and green onions so you just start by taking the scraps placing them in a cup of water so that the base of the plant is covered and then change the water every other day and you will see that roots will begin to sprout and you can transfer it then into a pot Uh, of soil with proper drainage and boom, you just grew a freaking plant.
1: That's so cool. When you told me that I was like my mind was blown. I'm gonna try that this weekend. So I think
0: you can do it with asparagus too. It's just like really cool. I mean if you have like legit outdoor space, lots of people are making badass gardens and growing their own produce. But yeah this is a way to do it in your fridge
1: that's the beautiful thing. Like you could just do like basil plants and things like that in your windowsill and not have to like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard if you're in a condo, you don't really have a lot of space.
0: Also, if you're in a condo and you don't have any outdoor space and you have really crappy lighting, no worries. Try an arrow garden. They are so freaking great. And for like 150 bucks, which, you know, I know that seems like an investment, but imagine how much you save on produce. You can do herbs. You can do like tea herbs. You can do produce and it's all in a very contained space that has a light that was designed to grow plants so it's it's pretty foolproof even for someone like me
1: and they look really cool in your house too so not only are gardens great for the environment and our own air quality but they can also really benefit our mental Mm -hmm. health so this is something that we loved seeing there was actually research done in sweden that found that more people use the more people use their gardens the fewer incidences of stress they actually suffered which I mean we need that I get that whenever I'm in nature I feel like a million bucks and then a report in the mental health journal cited gardening as being able to reduce stress and improve mood with a reduction in symptoms of depression and anxiety
0: we all need that right now
1: (laughs) yeah if that's not a reason to start a little garden wherever you have space you got to do it it's really fulfilling it is yeah you're like proud you're like proud of it at the end of the day yeah So there you have it, friends. We hope that this episode inspires you to implement some of these small but hugely impactful 12 changes in your home. Hit us up on Instagram and share your sustainability tips with us. We'd love to hear them.
0: Happy Earth Day. You can do it. Let's go green. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening